Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 27th day of August. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me. This is the final Sunday of the month of August, heading into the final week of the month of August for 2023. And of course, that means as we approach the last day of the month, we'll have the essay edition for you. I'm peeking ahead, and it it really feels like we're, we're going to be in the Barabbas story or the mocking of Jesus. So I'm going to land on Barabbas because I got some things to say. And so you can just expect that that'll be the pacing over the next several days as we approach the 31st. Um, the, the, we'll, we'll get through that text, but I, I'm just going to have the essay land right there. I'll go ahead and tell you now. We are in Mark chapter 15, verse 2. Let's reread 1 and then on through 2. Immediately in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus, led him away, and delivered him to Pilate. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said to him, It is as you say. Now this is a little deceptive in regards to the translation. If you're looking at your hard copy, it is as is in italics. It's italicized words. These are words added in translation. So take them away and Jesus says, you say. And I think it's pretty obvious that it is as you say and you say are two entirely different ways to answer that question. So Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? If Jesus says, it is as you say, that's Jesus basically admitting, yes, I'm king of the Jews. If it's the other way, are you the king of the Jews? You say, well, that's, you're saying I'm king of the Jews. I didn't say I'm king of the Jews. You say I'm king of the Jews. You go, well, which is it? Well, you can look at other translations that don't put those italicized words. For instance, the NRSV pilot asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, you say so. And I tend to agree that, that, well, I don't just tend to agree. I mean, our earliest Greek manuscripts don't have those words. It seems to me that Jesus is saying to Pilate, well, that's what's been said about me. But we don't hear Jesus calling himself king of the Jews. And part of that might be because they didn't have a king and God alone was their king. And Jesus is a Jewish man living inside of his culture, walking around calling himself king of the Jews would be odd at best. But maybe the other reason is that Jesus doesn't come only for Israel. He doesn't come only to be a Jewish man, but to be the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And so, ultimately, as king within his kingdom, Jesus is more than king of the Jews. Jesus is king of kings. I hope you can see how being king of kings is better than, bigger than being king of the Jews. As king of kings, he's king over all kingdoms. So Jesus doesn't, there's not a, an argument here, but I, I do think that the response is more, you say it. Uh, by the way, the, the title king of the Jews is sort of ambiguous because in a political sense, 
there is no king of the Jews not named Herod, and Herod's kingship is an appointed kingship, not a bloodline kingship like, say, David and his family. And so Herod is appointed by Rome as, quote-unquote, king of the Jews in a political sense. Uh, So in a political sense, the Herods were the kings. Jesus was not a king. Jesus, of course, by being king of kings, is king of the Jews as much as he's king of the Gentiles. Um, and, of course, he's, we see him as our Messiah, and therefore we see him as a king in a messianic sense, not a political sense. We don't, I don't think of Jesus in a political sense, but I do think of Jesus in a messianic sense. Now, One of the reasons why I believe that Jesus' actual answer is you say instead of it is as you say is read on. Verse 3, And the chief priests accused him of many things, and he answered nothing. Then Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you answer nothing? See how many things they testify against you. So I, I think that do you answer nothing is in some sense a point back to verse 2 where he didn't really answer Pilate. So I didn't really answer Pilate. I'm not really answering the chief priest. Jesus closes his mouth in this moment. Um, The problem with closing your mouth in the civic court of Rome is that before the law of Rome, silence meant consent. So we don't... These are things that we don't realize in our democratic republic of the United States where individual rights and due process were such an overwhelming revolution in in civic thought for instance you have the right to remain silent in the United States we know the Miranda Laws, the Miranda, your Miranda rights, right to remain silent, whatever say, whatever you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a Fifth Amendment. You have the right to not testify against yourself or perjure yourself. Um, you can remain silent. Silent is not consent in the U.S. court. In fact, your lawyer oftentimes will say, "Don't say anything. You need to remain silent." They, it's the burden of proofs on them, not on you. In the Roman court, silence meant consent. And so when Pilate says to Jesus, you're not going to answer anything? Don't you see how many things they testify against you or of which they accuse you in the Greek? I don't believe that Jesus is consenting to all of the things that they say, but by being silent, he guarantees himself a, whatever verdict Pilate decides to put down against him. He also remains silent against his accusers because silence sometimes is the very best answer. More tomorrow. God bless.